Welcome to the Conversion Tracking Playbook, where we share how to overcome tracking challenges that e-commerce brands face today and real-world examples of transforming data into insights. Welcome back to another episode of the Conversion Tracking Playbook. I'm your host, Brad Redding, and today I will be sharing 10 data analysis and conversion optimization tips for Q4. Let's get right into it. All right, number one. So this is sharing some actual wins that we've seen from several customers, uh, direct-to-consumer brands on Shopify over the last, I'll call it two to three months. And it's pretty simple when you see it or think about it, but it's using animation. So some small animation, whether it's small icons or GIFs or something to essentially draw attention to a user. For example, uh, I'll give three examples, actually. So one, there was one brand that was looking to drive more attention and focus on the site-wide sale that they're having. So they're using top promo bar and some other areas across the site. And the top promo bar, in this case, they're just using text-based call-out, like save 25% off site-wide. There was a simple addition of a couple animated light bulbs, like light bulbs going off this particular brand. <clears throat> this was part of their, uh, their niche, their genre, and that performed very well. So again, they were trying to draw attention to driving that or driving users down that particular funnel. Um, so that's one example. Another one was on a product page. So this particular brand was selling subscription products. So you can go to a product page and add the one time or the subscription. And in this example, again, trying to draw attention to the subscription option and subscription add to cart, uh, they were in the pet space. And there was, again, a use of a small or a couple of small icons of, or dog icons that were animated and moving around and, again, placed that near the subscription just to add a little bit of jazz and flavor to the subscription call out. And again, that performed very well in their A-B test. And then another one that was a brand that is a little bit uh, more beachy-like. And in the mini cart, there was an animation for waves that were drawing attention to their free shipping uh, threshold. So you are $30 away from free shipping, et cetera. So again, a small animation of waves moving, trying to draw attention to that free shipping threshold to get users to potentially add more to cart. Couple other examples that I won't go through, but you get the picture. Just using small animation to draw attention. Everyone is just, especially in Q4 holiday, is going to be potentially lacking some of the normal attention that they would have. They'll be bouncing around potentially different deals, sites, et cetera. So use that to your advantage. Number two, this is a data analysis example for Q4 uh, with likely emails just going out every day and multiple times per day. So this is a funnel that you can and should create in GA4. And essentially what you're looking at here is collection pages to either a product view or add to cart. Um, so you can create this in the funnel to add to cart and then ultimately to purchase. Over, gosh, I don't know how many years I've been doing, uh, I've been around for Black Friday, Cyber Monday and e-com and holiday. Typically a, a very large push to collection pages from emails, SMS, ads, etc. So you may not necessarily follow or track this funnel on a regular basis throughout the year, but now is that time to track that funnel. So our collection page is performing as a certain collection page, as a landing page performing better than others. So in GA4, 
you'd go to explore, create a new funnel. And then your steps are step one, view item. If you are an LVR customer, you can just, this should work automatically for you. Step one in the funnel creation would be event contains view item list. Step two would be either view, view item or add to cart. You'd only need the add to cart condition if you have quick view on your collection pages. The next step would then be add to cart as the event action. And then you can do begin checkout and purchase. And that'll give you a funnel. And then you can use a breakdown either by mobile device category or landing page, et cetera, to give you visibility into what is ultimately performing for your collection pages if you're driving a lot of traffic to these. Number three, this is related to this collection page performance analysis. This is also data analysis, and this is your product list performance. Now, instead of GA4, we're using good old universal analytics. Again, if you are an LFR customer you and you're using our setup for site-wide universal analytics tracking, under your e-commerce tracking, you can go to product list performance. And in this report, you can change the primary dimension to product. By default, you'll see collection names should be your collection URL. So use your product name and then use a secondary dimension of position. So this will actually show you your product and the position that it appears on the collection and then a host of metrics. So click-through rates uh, all the way to purchase, et cetera. This example will give you insight into, okay, if a particular product is in position one or two or three or four or X, are people viewing it? Are people clicking on it? What's the click-through rate compared to other products? Are there products that you are trying to promote that are lower on the page and have a lower click rate that you want to move higher? Um, are they included in checkout? What's the revenue for these products, et cetera? So that is a, again, a combination of using GA4 for your funnel and then using universal analytics for your product list performance to give you better insight into merchandising, what products need to move around. Number four, we're going to stay on the data analysis train here. This is your homepage. If you do, do not have event tracking configured on your homepage, do so, especially this time of the year. Go through and update it. If you are using our Chrome extension, which is free, you can either A, create new tracking by default by pointing and clicking across all of your different elements on the homepage. And B, you can use the what's tagged feature within the Chrome extension where you can click it and we'll visually show you by mapping to all of your triggers in Google Tag Manager, we'll show you exactly what is already tagged on the homepage. So you can use that to find the gaps that you need to fill in um, and ultimately create these events. And once you create and publish these events through Google Tag Manager, then it's monitoring and analyzing the event action data. So what you wanna look for here are different elements or features on your homepage. Do they have a high number of sessions with clicks? Do they have a high conversion rate? What's the, uh, what's the total revenue? Are people, have you created these new elements on your homepage that are not getting a whole lot of action activity? A lot of this data you can use, uh, typically during holiday, you're just gonna, potentially some brands will just stack all kinds of content on the homepage and it can be a little bit of analysis paralysis or simply just people are going straight to the menu or search to go where they wanna go. Uh, so you can use some of that activity to inform A-B testing that you want to do. So you can hide content, move content around, personalize content based on inbound UTMs. If you want to hear more on this particular topic for testing and holiday, go back and listen to my bandit testing episode where I go through some real examples here of how to test during 
holiday where you don't have necessarily two weeks to wait for a test to run. You can make these iterations on a day-by-day basis. All right, number five, we'll get into a little bit of optimization here. And this is going back to that top promo bar. Don't just set it and forget it. Uh, We see these tested every year. Uh, Just A-B test either your call to action, your text that you include in the top bar, desktop versus mobile versions. Monitor that, personalize it. So new user versus returning or targeting users coming from Google ads or Facebook, TikTok, et cetera. Uh, Don't just do a set it and forget it top promo bar for everyone. Try to personalize that and use that to your advantage. Number six, for any of the rebuy customers out there, if you are using the smart cart, so their smart mini cart, uh, I believe they recently launched their plugins where you can enable the attentive opt-in. I was talking to James and John at Grow a few months back, and we were talking about different integrations for the smart cards, including one uh, potentially for Elevar soon. But in any case, this one, what I really liked about the approach here with moving Attentive or potentially a Klaviyo in here as well, is users, when they come to the site and they are presented with that giant pop-up, hey, enter your email and phone number for 10% off, they're pros- these are new customers. They don't, know, they don't know who you are. They don't trust you. The likelihood of, I mean, you just look at your percentages. Nobody's, nobody has 51% of people opting into their email prompts or SMS prompts. So if you're at that 5 6 7% or even lower, that's normal. And use this opportunity when somebody ultimately makes their way down the funnel and they add something to cart. They might be, have a little bit more interest. And this is where you can enable that attentive plugin to prompt for that email. I'm assuming you can still do that discount option as well uh, within there. But anyways, check it out. I'm not the expert with it, but just chatting and, and obviously understanding the CRO aspect of it. I think this is a great one for holiday as we've included this type of uh, strategy and previous strategy of the week emails over the last few years, which is essentially prompting users when they show some intent like adding to cart to collect that email, offer that discount to continue them down their funnel. Next one, number seven, we have our add to cart and cart pages. So your add to cart section, are you optimized for holiday? So if you potentially have a high percentage of returns, are you talking about your return policy using shipping arrival time? So instead of when it ships, so ships from three to five days, look at doing arrival time. So we'll arrive by Thursday, November 17th or you know, whatever it is. Obviously, this is the, uh, the Amazon. We all, we all know this on the Amazon uh, shopping. So if you're able to pull this off, I would look at doing this for holiday as well, especially for those last minute shoppers when we get into December. Do you have impactful reviews and social proof with a bonus of images and video? For social proof included in your product page, not always buried at the bottom right above the footer as less than 30 to 40% of people um, are going to make it that far down the page, especially on mobile. But again, look at your add to cart and cart pages. Think about what drives returns, questions, customer support, and try to proactively address those before a customer continues to the checkout. Number eight. Oh, and by the way, and then number seven, uh, Baymart Institute, uh, this was in our strategy of the week email last week for customers, but Baymart, there's a host of optimizations they have. Um, I'll, I'll include a link to that in the show notes as well, so you can check that out. They're, they're not all specific to holiday, but there are some great reminders in there that you can think about 
again, around return, shipping, et cetera, to help you maximize your holiday conversion rate. Next one, number eight, we have email. So this is email optimization, taking tips from previous episodes on this podcast where I've interviewed uh, Ben Zettler, Nikki Elbez. Uh, I saw actually Ross from Maripost shared this on LinkedIn uh, a couple of days ago as well, just talking about emails. So how to, how to create the highly and most optimized email, one focus, one CTA, one goal for the email. That's a consistent message that I hear interviewing all these experts in email and take that to heart when you are thinking about your strategy for email optimization during the holidays. Uh, with Nikki's podcast interview, we actually talked about, okay, emails tend to have three, four, five, six, seven call to actions and links to social and all this other stuff. And then had the aha moment of, well, why do you think SMS per performs so well? There's one thing, one promotion, one action, one ask in SMS. So that's the, the anchor to this email in one focus. Number nine, getting into post-purchase. So post-purchase, when you uh, have a customer that's gone through and they're potentially purchased during your holiday sale period, is I, I th still think this is common for, I don't know, 80% of post-purchase flows is I purchase a couple of pairs of shirts or whatever it might be. And the first text message after that item is shipped that I'm getting is a fairly generic sale message for an, a product that's not relevant for me. This is an opportunity, this might be post-holiday, but instead of just defaulting to a, just trying to shove another sale item down everyone's wallet and trying to get that, that extra sale before holiday is potentially think about how to create that little bit of extra value. So have a tip on, okay, what can you pair these, uh, what can you pair that those shirts that you purchased with? Uh, what are some other, whether it's products you sell or brands that you might be friendly with? Um, how can you just, again, offer value versus just trying to ask for that additional sale right away? Can you be conversational? Do you have the ability to support this, whether that's through automated responses or a team to respond where you can do spear emails? So spear stands for short, personal, expecting a response. So the text message or email outreach could be, hey, do you know any, anyone else that would like what you just bought? And that's it. So you are expecting a response. And then if they respond, if they engage, then either you can respond back, engage with them, or send them a coupon code that they can share with their friends or and also send them a code. So it could be, this gets in the referral lo loyalty land. So this may differ depending on what you have set up. But again, it's I think it's that short. The point I'm trying to make here is post-purchase is just use that conversational, provide value without asking for another purchase right away and using the spear response. We see it works very well in, in SaaS. Uh, I've seen that some e-com brands do this where they're actually emails from the founders that also get responses. So you can take that same approach. And again, it can be as simple as asking if they know anyone else that would like it and then shooting them a code, one-time use code that they can share and then also code that they can use for their next purchase. All right, last one here, getting into conversion tracking. And this is, there's a lot of ways to tag your customers that come in during holiday, but you may not, you may want to remarket to folks that came in during holiday that did not purchase. 
So let's talk Google ads. If you wanted to retarget holiday shoppers only, again, if they did not purchase or sign up for an email, that would allow you to better easily tag them through Klaviyo or Audacity or other, uh, other tools you might be using, is add custom parameters to your tags. So it could be if you are, if you have a special collection page or a special set of products during holiday, and if you're using Google Tag Manager for your Google Ads tracking, you can go right into those tags and add a new event parameter and ultimately, again, include whatever you want to tag that. And then that data is ultimately going into your Google Ads audience. And then you can go into your audience manager inside of the Google Ads interface and create a new customer list that's targeting that specific event or event parameter or any other way that you set that up. Obviously, once they purchase, then you can tag those customers and import them, sync them to Google Ads. Again, you can use it more advanced logic potentially based on the purchase if you're using Klaviyo. And I think they have a new Google Ads integration as well to, to help sync some audiences. So you can do that way. So there's one way for the non-purchase customers of how to tag them, send that with your quote-unquote pixel to these different platforms. And then obviously the purchase and email signups that you can sync as well. So that's 10 tips around data analysis and conversion optimization that I hope help you at this Q4. Many of these I've seen firsthand in the years past. I've seen brands utilize this to maximize their conversion rate. And that's my hope for you that you, let's say 10%. I want to see everyone increase their conversion rate by 10% over Q4. So if you end up trying any of these, I'd love to hear from you. Um, if you have any questions on these, shoot me an email, message me on LinkedIn. By the way, um, I, I have some messages that I owe a response to that uh, I appreciate. I do read them. Uh, to, sometimes they're a little bit, a more in-depth question. So I apologize if I have not responded right away. Uh, I will get back to you. So thanks for all the support. And I hope this week treats you well. See you next time. Did you enjoy today's episode? If so, we release two new episodes per week. So be sure to subscribe to this podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else that you subscribe and listen to your podcasts. I also have a favor to ask. I'd really appreciate if you could leave a comment or review so I can learn exactly how to improve future episodes for you. And last but not least, if you want to connect with me, find me on LinkedIn by searching Brad Redding at Elevar. That's E-L-E-V-A-R. Or you can DM me on Twitter. My handle is I am Brad Redding. I look forward to connecting with you. Thanks again. Thanks again.